Maybe it's because Advent was incredibly short this year, or maybe it's because of various other things, uh, um, but it doesn't seem like it can possibly be Christmas yet. Uh, and uh, I do have to admit, I feel a little bit like the Grinch, and uh, perhaps uh, standing a little bit in awe of, it came anyway, without ribbons and packages and bows and all those things, uh, that whether I'm prepared or not, here it is. And so I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and I wish the very, very best for you. As we gather this night, though, we hear this story, and it's a story that hopefully is well known to us, a story that uh, is told not only here at church, at, at Mass, at the Midnight Mass, uh, or uh, uh, Mass at Night, or whatever uh, title we want to use for it. The church has started been using that, aware that most of us are by midnight or wiped. This year, more than any other, I joked at St. Eloy at the uh, 10.30 Mass, just a few days ago, we had the long, longest night of the year, and today is the longest day of the year, at least for us priests. Morning Masses and then evening Masses with two different homilies, big, big homily. You cannot forget Christmas. And the struggle every year is to say something new, and, and honestly, I don't have anything new. And that's okay, because this is a story that is well known to us, how Jesus Christ came and was born. But there's something for us to remember with this birth, that of all the world religions, all of them, only one makes the radical claim that God became man, dwelt among us, that this man who was God saved us by his death and resurrection. No other religion in the world says it and is based in reality, based in fact. Today at the uh, Mass of, of uh, Eve, the Eve Mass, we heard the long list of the begots. So-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, so-and-so, until we get of him was born Joseph, the father of Jesus. And the reason the church gives us that, or the reason that St. Luke uh, tells us a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, and Quirinius was governor of Syria, all these things is because Jesus Christ came at a particular time to a very particular place. And it was real. It really happened. And yet, we treat it sometimes, our faith, sometimes like the world religions, that is just myths, stories, something that's Nice to remember, but it really didn't happen. No, it really did happen. We go back to that first Christmas Eve, the first Christmas night. The angels really did sing. The shepherds really did hear them. That the Blessed Mother really did give birth to the Son of God. That Joseph received him, the first to, to look upon the face of the newborn Messiah. In a few weeks, two weeks to be exact, we will hear the wise men who set out on a journey to be there, to, to witness all of this. We hear of uh, Herod, who is threatened, Herod the Great, who is threatened by this newborn king and puts to death every child under two in all of Bethlehem. It really happened. 
And I find myself wondering, what about the townspeople of Bethlehem? What was going through their mind? Did they know? Did did they know something so radical had happened? Did they understand? We hear so often in our quaintness, we we hear this, that uh, there was no room in the the inn. It's probably not quite as bad as that might, might sound. But there was no room in the guest room. It might be the better translation of that. Not even the family had room for the Holy Family. Did they understand that the child to be born was God? And when they did, what did they do? Did they make room? Did they understand? It was only the shepherds who came that first Christmas night. Of course, we don't hear about that. We'll hear about that tomorrow as we gather at the Mass at dawn. But the shepherds, let us go see this wonder. Let us go see this child to be born. And I find myself wondering, for the last 2,000-some years, what real difference has our Lord made? Do we understand fully? If we did, I think the world would be a truly different place. After all, perhaps, like, uh, like you, I, I know I am, my mind is on the conflicts that our world is facing. I think about the people in Ukraine and the people in Gaza. Unfortunately, with Gaza, perhaps self-inflicted, but all the same, war and conflict. I see the growing tensions of this world. And perhaps I, I consider the, the histories of Christmas is long past, the history of 1914, when the world was at war, the Germans and British especially, on that Christmas Eve of 1914, a carol rang out, and they recognized it as a Christmas carol. And they went into no man's land, laid down their arms, and exchanged gifts. Or I think about that Christmas of 1863, during the height of the Civil War, the bloodiest of all battles, the bloodiest of all battles in that particular year, the bloodiest of Gettysburg, of utterly decimating certain of the troops. I think a particular of one particular man who had experienced great loss, a man we might not know too much about, a poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Just two years before that Christmas of 1863, he had lost his wife to a terrible fire, a tragedy that he was unable to do anything about. His son, in earlier in that year, had joined the Union forces despite his his father's wishing him not to, as he was among the only family he had left. And hearing his son had been gravely injured in November, knowing all of this, 
He sat down that Christmas of 1863 and wrote the following words, and perhaps words that we might be aware of, words that might give us some comfort and words that might challenge us yet today. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of, of all Christendom had rolled along the broken song, unbroken song, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, swinging on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent, and made forlorn the houses born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells so long and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. The promise that we just sang in our Gloria, the, the verse that he keeps repeating of peace on earth, goodwill to men, is a promise, and it is given to us. It's given us to, in Christ. The war is won. This is the truth. But the battle wages. Battles and of wars in this world, of conflict, of greed, of corruption, of confusion, of unclarity, of battles of, of hatred and despising each other. But it is one in the hearts of each individual who finds room in their heart this day, unlike that guest room so long ago, to invite the Christ child in. Christ, who is our Redeemer, Christ, who is our Savior, Christ, who is born for us, born, yes, in a literal time and place, but born again for us this day, that we may have peace on earth, goodwill to men.